nice little product placement there. Welcome. Welcome to the Lawyer Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Let's make sure we get everything dialed in right here. My setup's falling apart, bro. I'm going to have to upgrade some stuff, but I really don't want to. I'm so stubborn. I'm still using to record the audio of this podcast. I'm still using the same computer that I got back in Los Angeles in audio school when I was trying to be a professional hip-hop producer uh, back in like 2010, dude, when I used to hang out in Hollywood, when I thought I was going to be a rich, sadistic, satanic elite. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to be that, just different routes. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm trying to fool people, make them laugh on the way where before I just wanted the instant ego boost of hearing my music come through a speaker and seeing whores like throwing their asses around to it. Um, so now I just kind of more penetrate through the means of getting to the hearts and minds and souls of the gracious people of the world and speaking my truth, which I think is way more honorable and it's a lot harder because then you got to you know, keep a persona up versus just sitting there fucking stoned with some sunglasses on. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I remember one time I went to a nightclub. I used to go to clubs all the time when I was younger because I was into that whole like Hollywood shit. And, uh, and so we went to this club called Playhouse. Yeah. And it was like Paris Hilton was there. Um, what's the guy from Jersey Shore was there? Not the... Vinny, he was there. Um, and so I was with a couple friends, a couple just like music people that I knew. And then one of them, one of them was like, oh, let's get some bottles. And so we got some bottles and uh, I grew up in like a little redneck town. Okay. So for me, I never felt like, well, I grew up in the hood of Germany where my movie was basically like the movie Kids. And then I moved to like this little redneck town in uh, Washington state where, you know, I drove a little periwinkle pickup truck, a little Toyota Tacoma. And I tried to, you know, fuck the one Mexican girl I went to school with. And, uh, so when I moved to Hollywood, it was weird. It was a big culture shock. Right. And so this dude, he's like ordering bottles. I'm like, dude, this is embarrassing. Cause they brought it over with these fucking sparklers. Then they just stood around with the sparklers until the sparklers burned out. I felt like I was at Applebee's, you know, when it's your birthday, which my parents, my dad used to do that to prank us. We'd go to like a uh, red Robin with my dad and my sister and I, and my dad, like I'd go to the bathroom and this has happened twice. I go to the bathroom and then they lie and they say it's my birthday. And uh, I was a real shy kid. It's kind of funny because usually when you talk to entertainers and stuff like that, they'll all tell you, Oh, I was such a shy kid. It's like when you get these Megan Fox looking women that go, Oh, I got bullied in school and you see pictures of them. They look the same way they do now when they were like 16. I know that sounds weird, but just imagine, you know, being a 16 year old and seeing some shit like that. Um, speaking of trying to fuck the one Mexican girl in my high school uh, with my periwinkle truck, it's kind of funny because uh, somebody asked me the other day, they say, hey, has your far right Latina infatuation always been a thing? And I think it's just absolutely completely natural that straight men are attracted to hot Latin women because, um, they got beautiful faces and beautiful bodies and like just beautiful skin complexion and yada, yada, yada. But some of us might just take it a little further. You know, some people like MILFs. I don't really like MILFs. Um, some people like, uh, you know, red bones. I can't handle that because you know, my dick's not big enough. 
And some people really like Asian chicks, and I think they're beautiful too, but it's just not, it doesn't get me that, like, it doesn't make me go, duh, 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 duh. you know? The, the Latinas just do, dude. And then obviously, you know, white girls, that's like my own species. So obviously, I got, I got love for that, especially like some country white chicks, like if she walks in and some shit kickers, oof, it's game over, dog. If you see some chick that's like 5'3, hopping out of a huge truck wearing some shit kickers, in some like denim shorts, it's game over, bro. Um, but uh, yeah, I think my I, my uh, Latina infatuate because when I when I when I lived in Germany, I was around a lot of um, a lot of ethnic. Well, I don't even know like what the fuck is ethnic. Anybody that's not white, but that's pretty much what my childhood was. I wasn't around too many white people. And then uh, and then when I moved to the state, then so it was like ninth grade when I started getting into you know when my dick was really starting to like knock, knock. I'm here to control your life, bro. The day of playing with uh, electric race car circuits and playing Tekken three are over. Now your whole life's going to revolve around wanting to climb into some shit that you don't even know what it feels like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember there was this, uh, this like it's like one i think i went to high school with like three black kids and then there was maybe like this one group of like mexican dudes in ninth grade who ended up kind of dispersing after that and i remember in ninth grade there were always fights there always fights with like this group of mexican guys and the rednecks they'd always go fight by the flagpole that was kind of the joke like oh you want to meet at the flagpole but yeah there was this one mexican girl her name was sammy and i was just heads over heels in love with this chick right like everybody was though i mean she was just fucking banging and, uh, which is weird to say that now from, as like a 30 year old man, but I'm just saying like, this is kind of how that, uh, it was always there, but I think that's the moment it sparked it. Cause then like all through high school, I just fumbled that one over and over and over again. I just fumbled it and fumbled it and fumbled it. Cause I didn't know shit. I didn't know shit about girls, dude. I didn't have my mom around to teach me anything. You don't really want moms to teach you about women anyways. And then, you know, my dad's a cool guy, but he didn't really know what the fuck he was talking about either. And um, his name was like, oh, just get rich. You know, like boomers, if you talk to boomers, I remember a friend of mine, his dad, I, I, I split with the chick when I shouldn't have split with her. Like this is way later. This is like within the last four years or something like that. I split with the chick when I shouldn't have split with her. And then my friend's dad was like, well, just show up to her work and, you know, wait outside and then let her know how you feel about her. And I was like... No, I'm not going to do that, dude. That's fucking weird. And then that's way too pursuant. No, like that's no. Like boomers have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, they just got lucky because houses were cheap and then women like weren't allowed to work back then. So all these boomer guys just got their bitches by, you know, <clears throat> being extremely average. <laughs> but yeah, I kept, I kept fumbling. I kept fumbling this Latina. And then uh, one time... And then I, I was like way after high school. I think I must have been like 23 or four or something like that. Um, thanks to social media, people are kind of still in touch, right? And then around that time, I broke up with the girl I was dating for like a year and a half or something. And uh, she just happened to break up with her like long-term boyfriend or something like that. And somehow we ran into each other at a bar. And then... Uh, I, I hit her up like I DM'd her on whatever the fuck the app was at the time. You're know, like, hey, let's go hang out. That's so her and I went and grabbed some food, and then uh, 
uh, nothing happened, you know, we did. I mean, we, we kissed, but that's, that's about it, you know? And then I just became completely, I did that thing that like my friend's dad would have told me to do. I just completely like, completely fumbled it, dude. And then, so for the rest of my life, I've just been trying to slay the Latina dragon. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's a little exaggerated. Um, but uh, I, that is kind of ingrained. It's like the, uh, what's that show with Winnie Cooper, you know, where the guy he spent like his whole life trying to fuck that one chick. That was like me, bro. Nobody told me I didn't have anybody around. You didn't have these resources, right? I didn't have a Lord Petty to come around and say, Hey, you're never going to get women by chasing women around. All you can do is just live kind of a cool life. And then you're not going to be able to fuck every chick you want to fuck. But then if you're living a cool life and you're doing cool things and you're doing stuff that they enjoy, they'll give you signals. Then if you give them signals, then you go from there. But like this whole, you know, you see these dating coaches, they talk about like, Oh, cold approach game or guys like, Oh, let's go out and hit on some girls. That shit has never worked for me. I don't know if it works or not, but it's never worked for me. And, um, the only things ever worked for me is by, being not just some, well, I guess it has to work for some guys because 90% of guys are just fucking dudes. I want to go to work, go home, play Xbox, and then, you know, like watch football on the weekend or something. So I don't know, dude. And the weird thing is too, that I'm noticing is kind of, so I'm 32 now and there's this big paradigm shift where when we were in our early twenties, all the guys were just chasing girls. And now, and I don't know if it's just because the life that I'm starting to build or if this is for everybody, I don't know. But now I think it's for everybody because now when I ever I talk to guys that are my just like, oh, this, this girl, this blah, blah, blah. Like dudes just have way more options in their 30s. And it's kind of karma, dude. Um, it's kind of karma. It's like that joke where it kind of feels good to see the chicks that like broke your heart in high school get fat when they're like 26. Um, that one chick ain't fat, though. I'm sure she's still banging. Um, I shouldn't say that, dude. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I think she's like married or something like that. So, but I have nothing but respect for her, dude. I, I, I ain't talking shit and more pressing news. I'm just saying that that is what formed my, uh, uh, well, it's not what formed it. It was just like the first moment where I remember, um, yeah, where I was just infatuated like the one Mexican chick. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny actually. Uh, in more pressing news, Demi Lovato went back to using she, her pronouns. Um, uh, and in an even more pressing news, I still don't give a fuck. And I don't know how anybody possibly could, dude. These people, man, they don't deserve parades. They need to be in mental institutions. We need to bring back straight jackets, dude. We need to bring back straight jackets, mental institutions, where some guys hop out of a van that look like WWF wrestlers, but they're wearing white coats and they go and grab the Demi Lovatos of the world and they go and throw them in a nut house and we never see them again and they fucking lobotomize them and throw them in cold bathtubs and shit. Now, if somebody's actually, you know, like a, a part of the LGBTQ community, props to them, much love. I got nothing but love for you. But when you're just some attention seeking person like that, dude, Come on, bro. She's been shooting up heroin. She's, she's lost her mind. She needs she needs rehab and psychiatric evaluation, not magazine covers calling her brave, dude. And that's why these kids are getting fucked up because they, they see that shit in the real world. They see these adults just being absolutely nutters. Then we're exposing them to 12 different genders and they're fucking confused, dude. 
When I was like eight, I thought The Undertaker was a real dead guy. I'm like, well, The Undertaker died last week. What the fuck's he doing back? Why is The Undertaker getting rock bottom this week when Stone Cold put him, uh, buried him underneath a, a, a dump truck last week? Like spray beer in his mouth or something. So when I was eight, that's what I was occupied with. I was occupied with Rikishi. The most sexual things I would see is Rikishi putting his asshole in, in somebody's face. You know? Smelling what The Rock is cooking, but smelling what Rikishi's cooking between his ass crack. That's the most sexual, like, weird gay shit I was seeing when I was a kid. Now they're just telling these kids, and it's always the most unfuckable people. It's these just absolute fucked up looking troglodytes that nobody in their right mind would want to sleep with. Uh, but obviously that's somebody he's sleeping with because otherwise they wouldn't be so up in arms about the abortion thing. But personally, I think the abortion thing should be allowed. But, you know, that's just me. Um, yeah, dude, fuck all that, bro. People have lost their goddamn mind, dude. Um, I shit on the left a lot, though, but uh, the right's fucked up too, dude. There's this thing right now, like, I feel like this cli the climate change debate comes into... It resurfaces every three years or something like that. I mean, there was a guy who was, he handcuffed himself to a Chase Bank the other day. And he uh, he's a really terrible actor because you can definitely tell that he's some paid actor. But just common sense, I know nothing about the science. I know absolutely zero about the science. And I don't really need to because I got other shit to do, like talking about hunching far-right Latinas. Uh, but just intuition, right? Intuition tells me there's no way that humans don't have some sort of effect on the environment, right? They're like genetically modifying the environment right now. Friend sent me a video today. Uh, the fuck was it? Was it where they got these airplanes flying through the sky and they release some sort of chemical which makes the, the fucking rainfall or they can raise the heat. So, I mean, there's some conspiracies out there where people like the governments are fucking with the climate just to get everybody all worked up and worried so they can sell these green products and put the oil companies out of business because that's like that's the illuminati top of the top tier war right there's the oil companies going against uh it's like the hatfield and mccoys but the modern version on a big global scale of like the illuminati and lizard people it's like the illuminati and the lizard people are going back and forth about going green and using oil and all that shit you know but you can't tell me that there's absolutely zero, uh, zero effect of humans on nature. You know what I'm saying? If I let a fucking bear in my house and the bear destroys my house, he's having an effect on my habitat. He's having an effect on my climate. It's going to be uh, all fucked up in here. So if you take a bunch of humans and you put them in nature and they build all these buildings and they build combustion engines and we're doing all this shit, right? That's not natural. The uh, Neanderthals didn't have airplanes they didn't have nancy pelosi uh, flying her giant jugs over to taiwan to check on her investments acting like she's looking out for national security when in reality she just wants to make sure her investments are okay then we're gonna get in world war three because this big titty dumb bitch they didn't have all this shit in nature this is all new stuff you know what i mean we didn't have lewis hamilton burning a bunch of racing fuel and uh running through tires and slapping huge things of concrete in nature and driving around making millions of dollars and then being the face of uh saving the climate they didn't have this shit dude this is all man-made stuff and you can't tell me that it's not having some sort of effect on the environment right i know these scientists are nerds okay but you know what nerds are pretty fucking smart 
Nerds are pretty goddamn smart, and uh, we should listen to them every once in a while, even though they probably have all the green people in their pockets, you know? I mean, that, that's, that's business 101 is you create a problem and then you solve it. And the whole world's just a giant business. The whole world's just a giant scam. It's like I'm really just studying rich people lately because I'm trying to just become filthy rich so I can just do whatever the fuck I want. And uh, what I've noticed between rich people, none of them actually do anything. They all either create a problem, which they already have a solution for, or they broker things. Like when people say they run an agency, all you're doing is brokering. You're finding... Like, let's say I run a, uh, um, a a music agency, right? All you're doing at that point is you're hiring a stream house, like somebody with a bunch of digital uh, that'll stream up. This is a bad example. You're just connecting. You're finding somebody to do a job for somebody who needs a job, and then you're just going to sit in the middle, and you're going to wear a fucking tie. I talk about this in my book. Go and buy my book. I don't have one on me right now, but I'd hold it out. Go buy my book, The Petty Principles. Uh, if you haven't bought that yet, you're a bad person. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Um, that was I talking about. I guess Republicans. Yeah, and like the no abortion thing, dude. I think that too. I've talked about that before. I mean, don't you need to talk about that? You know what I'm saying? What else do I have on here? Oh, yeah, dude. I Sometimes I listen to podcasts that are geared towards women just because I want to hear that the, bullsh- the bullshit that they fill each other's heads with because I find it kind of funny. But it's also kind of sad. You know, that's why the world is so goddamn degenerate because you get like the call her daddies and all these things of the world. And, um, but not even the call her daddy. Like I listened to this one and I found this podcast like four years ago or something like that. And I listened to a recent episode. I just kind of went on YouTube and watched some clips. Just like, ah, oh, what are these bitches up to? Um, it's called uh, Girls Gotta Eat. And I remember I found it just by accident at work when I was first getting into podcasts. Like when I, when I was first starting my podcast, I was just listening to a bunch of other podcasts just to kind of see, like get a feel for what they're doing and yada, yada. And like I said, the original uh, point of this podcast was going to kind of be the guy version of uh, guys we fucked. It was all anonymous. Like I never showed my face, never told my name or anything, but I was just going to talk about uh, hunching. And I was just going to tell stories about like, you know, hunching down girls. But then I got in a relationship and then, you know, I kind of fell into like a political space. But, you know, shit happens, dude. Shit unwinds. But uh, to be honest, I don't know shit about politics. And it's kind of funny that, you know, like I put a poll on my Instagram, not a poll. I put a thing on my Instagram. Like, oh, I'm going to do the podcast. What do you guys want me to talk about? People send me a bunch of just really like deep state shit. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I only care about the shit I'm looking at with my own eyes. You know what I'm saying? But anyways. So I listened to a recent clip of this podcast and they're just talking about, oh, do guys like, oh, if you want to reel in a quality guy, you need to have hobbies. You need to have hobbies. You need to be well versed in things. Dude, we're not that complicated. It's so funny how they make all this money. Uh, They make all this money and sell all these dreams to these women with all this bullshit. Like, no. You know, guys don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care if you have a bunch of hobbies. I don't care if you have what, what interests and no guy actually does, dude. This sounds really fucking brutal, but we have our guy friends to sit there and talk about football and stuff like that. You know, dudes will make memes about joke. Oh, I want a girl that plays Xbox and watches football. No, he doesn't. That'll get old real quick. You want to lure in a, a guy just act like you're act like you've never fucked anybody else before and you've never done 
anything bad. Um, that's how I got fooled by my ex-girlfriend because I thought she was all like innocent, you know, but that's just narcissism. It's just people hiding their true personality. So watch out for that too. But, uh, but it worked. Look, it worked for her. So if you're some chick out there, just pretend to be, pretend to be innocent, you know? Um, <laughs> that's how you rope them in. You don't need to... Uh, guys really like it if you're involved in the volleyball league. No, I don't. Because then I got to meet all your friends and stuff like that. And I don't want to meet your fucking friends. I don't want to be involved with a, a huge social circle. I got shit to do. I'm trying to get Illuminati rich so I can beef with the oil companies or the green companies. Either one of them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. Well, how, what are we at time-wise here? 20 minutes? All right, let's just go a little bit more because I'm in a good mood. Life's good. Life's good. It's sensational. Um, you know what I really enjoy? And it's kind of funny. So backstory is I cried when Kobe Bryant died. It really fucked me up. Kobe has just been a whole part of my whole entire childhood, right? Everybody. I mean, if you're, if you're around my age, Kobe was just such a big part of our lives, man, because we didn't have all these like social medias. We didn't have all this, you know, we had what? How many NBA teams are there? Like 18 or something like that? Might even be less, honestly. Like 14 or something. I don't even know, but we had a limited amount of entertainment. We all watched the same TV. We all kind of listened to the same bands. We watched the same athletes. And Kobe was just that guy my entire childhood, right? Like I'd be watching basketball with my dad or my friends. Like we were all tuned into Kobe. And so when Kobe died, it was just this like... It didn't have to be, you know, it just really didn't have to be. And this is right before the COVID thing kicked off. And then I'm, we're just sitting there in our houses, fucking can't go anywhere. knowing Kobe and his little cute daughter died in a fucking helicopter accident. So Kobe thing really fucked me up. So I'm not disrespecting the black Mamba. All right. I'm not. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Tony Hinchcliffe got so much flack for a joke. When Kobe Bryant died, he said, oh, this is the first time that Kobe passed. And like people were out to kill him. Um. On that subject really quick, so when I went on Kill Tony, I had, and I thought my set just based off how, you know, Tony treated me, and I got nothing against Tony. I've met, like I said, I've met him outside of Kill Tony. He was a very nice guy. Um, when I was on Kill Tony, though, I got such a bad reaction from Tony and the guests that I thought my set was absolutely terrible, but I put that on the internet, and it got like hundreds of thousands of views instantly, and... Uh, you know, and like just overall a good reception, but a lot of people in like the Austin comedy space because people put a lot of weight into that show. You know, Tony's kind of the, well, Rogan's the, like the king, the absolute kingpin, but then Tony's kind of like the eyes on the streets, right? And Kill Tony is a big part of that. It's the part of that, which should be another lesson to anybody in the creative field or like comedians or anything like that. Well, because Rogan got so big because he had his podcast and he put other people on. Tony Hinchcliffe got so big because he has Kill Tony that puts other people on. So if you're providing value to other people and providing opportunities for others, that'll open doors for you and like elevate you as well, um, which is just kind of a side note there. But a lot of people, because I go to the comedy clubs and stuff like that, meet all the comedians, and everybody was always just super cool. And then after the Kill Tony thing happened, and this guest said, like, oh, just stay the fuck away from this guy, and you'll be all right, like all these other... You know, she absolutely hated me. And so after that happened, that really kind of put... Um, it gave me this weird, like, PTSD for a good, like, 48 hours afterwards, where, you know when you say something weird, and then you're in the shower just cringing afterwards? Like, that's how I felt. My set didn't even go bad. It was a good set. I'm not saying it was the greatest set ever, but it went, I mean, go back and watch it. Um, but then 
they just fucking hated me. <laughs> and uh, I can go into why, like I know why, but it's all good. And uh, so a lot of people kind of turned on me. They kind of turned on me in a weird way because, uh, like I said, a lot of people can't think for themselves. And so you can go and kill Tony and have the worst set ever, but then if Tony likes everybody, like, everybody will start sucking your dick. So a lot, basically what I'm saying is whatever Tony says kind of runs shit in, in Austin and kind of just on the internet in general. And so because he gave me such a negative reaction, because I wouldn't take his shit, uh, a lot of people treated me really weird. And it's funny because now I'm becoming more and more in a position where I can help other people. And like, I know who these people are and it's funny and I look at them and they're same in the, and they're still in the same place. And I know this is petty, but it just is what it is. They're still in the same place. So it's like the fact that you took this famous comedian side just blindly, who's never going to be able to do anything for you versus the guy who you're in contact with every day. I could have been doing a lot more for you than fucking Tony Hinchcliffe. And you fucked that up. Um, <laughs> idiots, dude. Uh, but anyways, I was talking about Kobe Bryant and the funny thing about Kobe Bryant is all these stories that pop up about Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? You just hear like a, <laughs> I, I'm scared to make, I've never made, been scared to make fun of anybody, but you'll hear Chris Bosch or somebody just talking about Kobe. Like, yeah, it was, it was three in the morning. It's three in the morning and, uh, we'd been out running all day. Now I walked down, I had, to, I had to go get some ice out of the ice machine and Kobe was in the hallway just doing 5,000 push-ups. And he said, oh, um, you better be in the gym. I'm totally fucking this joke up, dude. I lost steam after shitting on the Kill Tony. But I'm going to readdress this Kobe thing, all right? I'm going to readdress this Kobe thing next week because it's going to be a really long bit and I'm really running out of time here and it's stressing me the fuck out. So please rate and subscribe, okay? Go and leave a rating. It's free to you. Go and buy the book. That is not free to you. Uh, and then please leave a review on there as well. Um, it's kind of, it kind of worries me. Like I don't really get self-conscious about stuff, but I've sold quite a few books and there's only one review. So it must mean that the book's pretty terrible. So uh, go and read it and make fun of it and then leave a mean comment on Amazon. All right. I right, appreciate y'all. Deuces. Head, pressure, senses, clutch, date, divinity, wouldn't, Fuck, touched, hazy, God, change, rush, floor, life, veins, head, pressure, senses, clutched, date, divinity, wooden, fuck, touched, hazy, God, change, rush, floor, life. From a head full of pressure, rest the senses that I clutch Made a date with divinity, but she wouldn't let me fuck I got touched by a hazy shade of God, helped me change Caught a rush on the floor from the life in my veins From a head full of pressure, rest the senses that I clutch Made a date with divinity, but she wouldn't let me fuck I got touched by a hazy shade of God, helped me change Caught a rush on the floor from the life in my veins It goes one for the cannabis, and two for your Dianetics Three for the reasoning, and four for those that try to get it and five for your love and six for the stress and seven for the day that I climbed into this mess from a head full of pressure rest senses that I clutch. I made a date with divinity but she wouldn't let me fuck. and I got touched by a shader help me and caught a rush on the floor from the life in my face I'm catching ulcers from the childproof lighters and all of these fine tooth fighters that keep the wires in my head tighter I'm tired out by the distances achieved walking in my sleep thoughts got shifted since the high got a tattoo deep ass
dad to keep cool I call him back soon as I resume normal And get out of this bathroom And call management to seek some reimbursement For the nerve endings that burn from the first hits from a head full of pressure As the senses that I clutched Made a date with divinity But she wouldn't let me fuck I got touched by a hazy shade of God Helped me change Caught a rush on the floor From the life in my veins Head full of pressure As the senses that I clutched Made a date with divinity But she wouldn't let me fuck And I got touched by a hazy shade of God Helped me change Caught a rush on the floor From the life in my veins So fuck needles Fuck smoke Fuck lines that make the sinus choke Fuck chases Trails Fuck waves and rails Fuck Hangovers, fuck hallucinations, regurgitations, mandatory sentences, and you wait tracing blind my insight and all the common sense. Give me inhibition, kill the superstition and the confidence. Built a tolerance, now it's more that I consume. And when it boards up my room, the world's whores will croon in unison. Unify the eulogy. Autopsy pages read euthanasia. I.e. irony. Well, here I be within a pool of my drool, sedated, windows dilated, comatose, life overdose. Tell Jacob my Keep it wild style I promise I'll smile And check the floor God's got nice towels Tell Jake Miles Keep that shit wild style And I'll smile And check the floor God's got nice towels From my head Full of pressure As the senses that I clutched Made a date with divinity But she wouldn't let me fuck And I got touched by a hazy shade of God Helped me change Caught a rush on the floor From the life in my veins From my head Full of pressure As the senses that I clutched I made a date with divinity But she wouldn't let me fuck And I got touched by a hazy shade of God Help me and caught a rush on the floor from the life in my veins Head, pressure, senses, clutch, date, divinity, wouldn't, fuck, touched, hazy, God, change, rush, floor, life